0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to another episode of Basement Banter. So this week I wanted to help you guys out a little bit. You know, I love to help you guys, keep you educated, teach you something new. You know, I'm already outboxed by a lot of these uh, these bigger podcasts, a lot of bigger podcasts. You know, they have the uh, they have the I don't know how to say this in uh, appropriate words. They, they throw their weight around. They, they, got their, they got their people, on their celebrities, their uh, athletes and everything. So I, what, I, what I provide you is knowledge. And uh, from a, a trustworthy source, obviously, you're, you're trusted, Ryan. Uh, so this week, I wanted to discuss wine. Now, Ryan, why would you want to discuss wine randomly? Uh, well, if you know me, then you know that I love wine. Uh, and secondly, I feel like it's appropriate because we're at the age now um, you know, uh, for the most part, I mean, according to my demographics that I have on uh, my fancy, uh, <laughs> my fancy thing that I use to upload these podcasts tells me that a lot of you are in that sweet spot between 21 and, uh, like 30. And that means that a lot of you are going on business meetings. Uh, you're going on dates, you're meeting, uh, you know meeting, uh, new people. You're going to, you're going to housewarming parties, weddings, etc., uh, engagement parties. Um, and you, you want to make sure that you kn- are, know what you're talking about a little bit here. You want to make sure that you're giving people good gifts. I mean, at least me personally, you might be someone who's like, I don't give a shit. And you probably have signed off already from the moment I had already said "Wine." if you're sleeping, if you're, if you're here still, you're listening now. I mean, I'm someone who likes to, to know what I'm giving someone. I like. I'm someone who likes to know what I'm drinking, what I'm eating, uh, you know, what I'm buying whenever I'm buying something, because I want to make sure that it's a quality product. Uh, and wine is, I would say is one of the more intimidating, um, intimidating purchases that you make because you could go into the liquor store and you're looking at a whole array of bottles. And at first it just looks like red and white. But the difference is is that some bottles you look at are maybe $10. And then all of a sudden, the bottle at the end of the aisle is $500. And it, it could be stressful. And you have all of these different words on there. Sometimes it's in a different language. Sometimes it's something that you've never even heard of. And you just go for something that has a cool picture on it because you have no idea what the hell any of this means. Well. I'm here and I'm going to give you a quick crash course so the next time you go on a date, next time you're you're going up to your girlfriend's dad, you could look him in the eye and hand him a nice bottle of wine or you could go uh, when you're going to, I don't know, going to a a client meeting or something, you could bring a nice bottle of wine, uh, etc. You're giving a gift. Something that you at least you could say, hey, this is really good and you could be confident about it and be like, oh, I don't know. Here's a bottle of wine. So I'll give you a quick crash course. All right, I, I know I can't keep your attention spans too long here. Uh, when discussing wine Uh, maybe one day you guys will turn and go hey Ryan I really love that episode can you please teach me more maybe we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there but for now uh, I'm trying to walk you through the basics I'll try to kind of help you uh, as if you're walking into a liquor store walking walking into you're over by the wine aisle stressed you have a date with a girl that you really like in a few minutes not a few minutes because then you'd be already be way underprepared You're going on a date with a girl that you like tonight, or you're going to meet someone tonight that you like. Here's a crash course about what you're looking at. And if you, if you don't know, still, you could ask people and I'll throw out some words so that it can help you out when you're discussing wine with these people at the liquor store. All right. So let's just start when you're looking, when you walk over to a bottle, obviously there's different grapes and everything, different countries. Um, the one thing that there's a lot of stuff that I know a lot of people look for when they're looking at a wine is, ooh, reserve, it must be good. I hate to break it to you. Unless you're looking at an Italian wine or a Spanish wine, the word reserve means absolutely nothing. Now, you might be, the people at the winery, I'm sure it depends winery to winery. But there's times where, you know, you're looking at a, the, they just slap reserve on it and sell it for more money just because it says reserve. And then, I mean, for me personally, I've went out and I've had a, a wine from the same brand. One was the regular one. One was reserve and it was about like a $30 difference. And I could tell you it tasted exactly the same. And it was a California Cabernet. It does not mean anything. If, unless it is from Italy or Spain, because in Italy or Spain, they take the extra time and they uh, they age it for more years than what, you know, or whatever, a, a barrel age it for more years than uh, the others in their, I don't know, in their uh, collection of, of wines. So that's first things first. So if you're going and you're picking up something that's from California and it says a st- or, um, reserve and it's $30 difference, chances are there's not much of a difference in the the quality of it. Uh, you're better off just getting the regular version of it. So say you're looking at, um, I don't know, Kendall Jackson and Kendall Jackson Reserve. This is completely, I have no idea if this is them, speci- I'm not singling them out specifically for any reason, uh, but if you're looking at both. Uh, Kendall Jackson Cabernet, and Kendall Jackson Reserve Cabernet. I would just go with the Kendall Jackson because there's probably like a, a decent price gap in between. But there are people like you who go to the liquor store and you see Reserve and you buy it automatically. If you're going and you're shopping for a wine and it says, ooh, uh, 93 points from Italy and it's a Reserve, the chances are that it was aged longer and it actually might have a different taste profile than the other one. All right. So that's first things first. Reserve, select any of that bowl. All right. So don't, don't have that be your deciding factor of a wine that you get. Okay. The next one that I want to teach you is, Oh, estate must be good. All estate state is telling you when you pick up a bottle of wine and it says that it's a, a state wine, it means that it was grown and bottled in the same place because you might be buying a wine. I mean, once again, this is, I'm not, this isn't something that, uh, makes a whole lot of a difference. It could, it could cause then the people who grow the grapes have more say in it, or the people who buy the, uh, who are growing or whatever, making the wine have more control over what they're doing in terms of growing the grapes, because that's a whole other thing we will get to it. Um, but a state means that it's grown and bottled in the same place. So if you're getting something that doesn't say it, it it means that there's a possibility that say, uh, you know, um, I don't know, uh, freaking Sombrero Acres, California and Cabernet, and it's not it doesn't have a state on it. That means that they could have went to the grape grape vineyard up the road and bought. Twenty megatons of grapes from them, opposed to growing them in their own vineyard. Nothing wrong with that. Once again, because there are places that are just grape orchards or vineyards. I don't even, I guess vineyard would be the one still, but they don't make wine. They just grow the grapes um, and then sell it to vineyards or sell it to whoever. Uh, Welch's grape juice or something. Uh, but a state that it doesn't mean that it's uh, you know a special one um you know if it's if you're looking at uh some some sombrero uh sombrero acres um and then this one is uh sonoma sonoma estate and then one's napa estate that just means that they were grown and bottled in that specific one because there are big uh wine companies where they'll take grapes from different areas and uh grow them all wine bottle them all in the same place so In that case, I mean, once again, that's that's getting nitpicky, Um, but that's once again, if you're if you're at the liquor store and you see that that doesn't mean anything price wise, it could because it could mean that that vineyard had a different quality grape, but that means that it was grown and bottled in the same place. Um, So that's just something to look out for. Uh, So now here's the other thing that I was going to say vintage that actually does make a big difference on the vintage that you're buying you know, you could pick up a bottle of, um, I don't know, just another one chucking out there. Uh, you could pick up two bottles of wine from the same brand. One's 2016, one's 2018, but for some reason, or a better example, you pick up one and one's from 2013 and one's from 2018 and the one from 2013 is $50 more or a hundred dollars more. There is a difference and there is actually a difference in flavor. So you're not just picking up a bottle of, um, you know, if you're picking up the bottle from 2018, chances are, it's still, if in certain circles would be too young to drink. Um, and you would want to age it more if you have that time, if you're going out to dinner with a cute girl, maybe put it back and get one from 2016 instead because the grapes do age, even though they're sitting in the bottle and the longer you leave it, it does taste different. And say you buy something from 2016, and you look it up and you're looking at the wine, it still says it's too young. You can put it in a decanter. Now, once again, this may be very intimidating for you guys. What does that even mean a decanter? It's the big glass thing that people put wine in. uh, If you're sitting at a restaurant and you see it and all that is doing is allowing the wine to be exposed to air, which gives it a completely different flavor profile, mellows it out a little bit. Um, For example, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was having, we were having wine with our family friends and we had a 2016 Italian wine. When you drink it at first, it had a little bit of almost like a spicy uh, in your face kind of taste to it. And now I'm not talking about your tongue sizzling, but like, you know, like it tastes like there was spices in it. You poured it in the decanter. We left it for about an hour or so. And when we came back and drank it later, it was a completely different taste. And that is what I'm getting at. So if you're getting, so you want to decant it a little bit to open it up, uh make it a little more mellow so that when you and this cute girl are drinking the wine she isn't coughing because of how bold the wine is i mean this is if you're having a a, a snobby person that you're on a date with you know uh if you're someone who's uh, you know on a date and uh whoever boy or girl was like a some rich person they might be able to have a different uh flavor or uh, whatever palate than you so you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to make sure that it tastes a little better so the vintage does matter you want to make sure and not only this if you're someone like me who's very uh i don't know if someone who's very like uh nitpicky wants to make sure that they're doing everything that they can to get the best product to that for the best price there are things that you could go on you could go on um well first of all you could just go and look at the liquor store's tags because for the most part they if there's something that's really um if there's something that's really good, they'll have, you know, 90-something points. So, I mean, that one's pretty straightforward. If you, if you don't understand what that means, then I mean there's no hope for you. The higher the points are, the better the wine is and the better that they're reviewed. So, um, to get the steer the ship back on topic, you can go on, uh, you know, like Wine Enthusiast or um, Wine Insider or something. And they'll have uh, the vintage charts. And you could look them up and it'll help you out uh identifying which wines have better flavors um or which which vintages have better flavors and once again if you're still scratching your head Ryan what the hell does the year have to do with anything um it, it has everything to do with everything because you know is the weather consistently the same and that has a lot to do with how the grapes grow you know if if it's a particularly rainy cloudy year um the grapes won't ripen as quickly so therefore it won't be as acidic it won't be as sweet in your face um because it won't produce as much sugar because the grape won't be as you know as bold or whatever not as bold as um as ripe as it could be opposed to somewhere say maybe in uh I don't know, Spain, Spain, it gets a lot of sunlight or California, certain parts get a lot of sunlight. So the grapes grow quicker, uh, ripen quicker. So therefore then they start making sugar quicker. And that's when you start getting sweeter wines. You know, they could have been picked later. Um, there could have been a really bad storm. Uh, there's a million different factors and in that changes the way that the wine tastes. So you want to make sure. And once again, you may laugh. Oh, Ryan, this is ridiculous. You're the sucker that's going into, you know, your local liquor store and you have no idea what you're talking about. And the wine salesman just sells you a bottle of wine that's has a good name that you recognize, but it's just completely shitty because it, the vintage year wasn't that good. And they were trying to get it off their shelves. That's what you, you got to look out for. You got to do your research there. Um, and that also, I guess, while we're t- on the topic, brings me to the closing point here uh, that the price in reality, there are obviously price has some standing. Uh, if you're, if they're a very high end vineyard, they could charge whatever they want and you'll pay for it. But for the most part, if you're just looking around and you're just trying to get a normal bottle of wine, that's anywhere from 15 to 50, the price isn't too, too, too important. Um, let me give you this example for, uh, for instance, that actually this, uh, what's the word? This is, anecdote was given to me by the person that i was actually talking to the one day when i was buying wine um california if you're if there's some guy say jeff bezos decides to open up a vineyard in california and and decides that he's going to start selling wine first things first he's going to be buying the plot of land and the plot of land in california i mean obviously i don't have to tell you spell it out for you It's it's very crazily expensive uh, just having the name of Napa alone would be ridiculous. So therefore you have you've already plunged yourself deep into uh, the red zone for your for uh, Amazon wines so the first thing you're going to do is once you get that first batch, you're going to sell the wine and you're not going to base it off the quality of your wine. Oh yeah. This is a $15 bottle of wine. This is a holy shit. I just spent a hundred million on friggin' God knows how many acres of wine. I'm going to charge $40 for this bottle of wine and it could be complete dog shit wine. And it could just not taste good opposed to, and this is, this is to go along with my example. I bought a wine that was a top 10 wine enthusiast ranked wine for the year in the world and it was from Spain and I got it for less than $20. Why? Because the difference is, is that the people in Spain have owned the vineyard for 300 years. So they don't, they don't need to overprice it because they're selling it as is they don't have too much, Expenses. Obviously, they still have taxes and everything. But for the most part, you know, they're not plunged neck deep in debt because they didn't spend a hundred million dollars on all the acreage. It's been passed down to generations from generations. So it's all good to go already. So don't think just because you're buying a, you know, a seventy five dollar bottle of wine means you're going to have a delicious bottle of wine. I've had wines that are that were over fifty dollars and I did not like it all. And it really pissed me off because obviously I'm not Mr. Moneybags here. You know, I'm not making a freaking million dollars a year doing this. I'm not making anything doing this podcast. But, you know, uh, with my other job, I'm not making a million dollars a year either. (laughs) So when I'm spending 50 something dollars on something, I better like it. And I I have there have been some that I did not like. But there also have been some wines that I've spent 15 dollars on. And they're like my favorite wine. And it's because the vineyard was good, because the vintage was good, uh, because I knew what I was doing when I went to the liquor store. I asked the people at Gary's, uh, at Gary's Liquor, free advertising, pay me now. <laughs> um, but, you know, you just have to be able to know what you're asking about. You have to go and try and taste and see what you like. Um, you know, it's we're getting past the point where you can't be drinking natural lights when you're meeting your girlfriend's parents or you're, you can't be having a friggin' white claw when you're sitting there meeting your boyfriend's whole family. You got to be able to, to ha- know what you're drinking and be able to be like, oh, I like this or I like that. When you're on a cl- when you're on a sales meeting and the person wants to order wine, are you going to order them friggin' uh, you know, Sutter home? You want to know what you're talking about? And here's my last little piece of advice. All right. So I'll give you a couple lines and I'm sure sh- I'll spell. I'll tell you what they mean. So when you go to a liquor store and some guy, the, uh, the wine expert from the liquor store comes up to you. Oh, do you need help with anything? Don't feel too embarrassed to ask. All right. So here's here's uh, here's some things. I'll give you a few quick freebies here. And then if you guys really like this one, let me know. And then we'll I'll do a part two to this podcast. All right. So here's, here's some stuff that you could throw at the, uh, the guy that when they ask you, well, what do you want? So first of all, f- when you're drinking white wine, dry white, if they're like, Oh, do you want a dry white or a whatever? A, uh, like a sweet white dry means that it's more bland and acidic or no, uh, more like, yeah, more like bland and like acidic. So it isn't, it isn't in your face. It's not, you know, actually, no, it's not more acidic, but it's definitely more bland. And so for this, this is, uh, you know, there's different like Rieslings and stuff like that that are really good and dry means that it isn't something when you, they, um, for example, if you have like a quote unquote buttery Chardonnay, sweet, makes a filmy kind of flavor in your mouth. Um, and if you drink too much of it, you get a spearing headache white wine is more low key. Uh, you don't, you know, it isn't something that's going to be like, Ooh, this is deliciously fruity or whatever. Now it's more bland, but they're also very good. So if you're, if you're someone who likes white wine, that isn't something that you drank in college, chances are, it's probably like a dry, a dry white wine. Um, then obviously then you have the, the sweet wine, um, then for red, you know, you could start with, Oh, I'm looking for something very mellow or mild, uh, and then, which is, you know, when you drink it, uh, maybe when you pour it in the glass, it isn't as dark. Um, and when you drink it, it isn't as heavy in your mouth, which is another word we'll use when you're, when we're in a couple seconds. Um, and then the more bold wines are the ones that when you pour in the glass, it's really dark. Um, when you have it in your mouth, it feels very heavy. So that, all right. So we'll talk about that now while we're on it. So wait, when you're having something with a, if someone goes, Ooh, do you like something with a lot of weight on it? Or when you're sitting with people and they go, Oh, there's, there's good weight to this wine. That means when it's sitting in your mouth, does it feel very, does it feel very like, um, is, you could actually taste it when you're drinking a, a, a really light red wine, there isn't too much going on in your mouth. Uh, there's not as much flavor. There's not as much uh, stuff going on in your mouth when you're drinking it versus a bold red wine. When you drink it, it actually feels heavier in your mouth. Uh, there's more flavors going on. It feels like it kind of just sits on your mouth when you let it sit in your mouth. Like It feels like it's sitting on your tongue. Um, and that's a good one to know because if you're someone who's like, oh, no, red wine's too dark. I don't want it. Uh, but you want to start trying different red wines. Uh, You could be like, oh, I want a like a mild, mild mannered. I don't I don't ever say mild mannered. I say mild. You could be like, oh, I want a mild Pinot Noir. Or if you're someone who's like, oh, yeah, I love when it's kind of like hits you in your face. A very um, heavy red wine. uh, You could say I like something with that's a little more bold. And then obviously, wait, I just said it has it has that taste. Uh, It feels like it's sitting literally swaying down your tongue when you're drinking something that's more bold and now for length now for length, something that is high quality will have more length to it. So if you go to the liquor store and you're like, I'm trying to get into wine and you drink a bottle of, I don't know, something that's like $5. Obviously that doesn't exist, but something that's really cheap and you drink it, you'll, you'll taste it on the tip of your tongue and then that'll be it. You'll swallow it and that's that, or you'll taste it in the back of your mouth and you don't really like it. Whereas something that has more length, like say you buy like a, like Joseph Phelps insignia and you drink that, you taste it, you feel it hit your tongue, you have the flavor, but then it also creeps to the back of your mouth where, um, I I can't think of it. It's, I believe it's like post nasal, uh, when you're drinking wine where it, you drink it. And if you almost feel it, it feels like you're like inhaling it through your nose. And it sits, it hits you in like the back of your mouth. And it, I can't think of the exact words, but it's like a post, not post nasal. Um, hold on. This is bad. Uh, damn it. I can't figure it out. But there's, it's, I'll, I'll get back to you guys on that one. I, I'll do it either next episode. I'll, I'll let you know what the word was. Uh, but basically all I was saying is when you drink it, and has a length you feel it in the, your mouth it lasts longer the flavor and if it's really good you'll almost feel it like in your throat and nose like you'll feel like you're inhaling the wine from the flavor and that usually is a telltale sign that it's a really good wine so i mean that's that's all i have for you now so let me let me know if you guys like uh like me actually educating you guys on this cuz i could do this on most stuff because i don't like to, I don't know. I I, I mean, obviously Ryan, get off your high horse. All right. I'll admit it. I do like to drink, you know, Bud Light and whatever still, but you want to know what you're talking about is basically what I'm getting at. It's good for, you know, adult gifts. It's good for making a good impression on people. You know, there's never, never, uh, never a bad thing to know what you're talking about. So, uh, I'll end it there. Let me know if any of you go out and buy a nice bottle of wine this weekend. And uh, yeah, so thank you. All of you have a nice rest of your week and have a good one.